From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Rye is back and he's got glasses on and he feels so smart. <laughs> you might feel smart. <laughs> I, I also feel really old that now I've got to wear glasses. I feel like I'm fitting in more and more with you lads. Oh. <laughs> you might feel smart, but you're like bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I thought I looked very... Very dapper, mate. I walked, went down, got a coffee in them, and uh, I was, you know, I was. Do I get this cheaper now that I'm wearing glasses? And she said no. But uh, you know, it was still, it was still nice. Welcome to the club, <laughs> anyway, right? Welcome to the yeah. club. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a matter of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking for mine now and I can't find them, so we're doomed. <laughs> Apparently it is my short today. Oh, no. if, if anybody can tell me the talking points, I, I did that. It's yesterday. horrible, isn't it? I was in the, I was in you the loft doing something, and you know, when you're trying to retrace your steps. And walking yep. round, oh, just a nightmare. It took us 25 minutes oh, to realise no. where they were. Yeah, it's a nightmare, lads. It's, it's, it's all part of growing up, isn't it, lads? It's, uh, no. you, you can't wait for the day when you become a fully grown man and then you've got to go through the shaving, the rigmarole, work until you die, all that sort of thing. Nice. Oh, it's great fun. It's great fun. But I got out of the military to get away from digging trenches and I've ended up having to dig more trenches than I've ever had in my backyard. Yeah, we're well, yeah. more away from the blooming house. How, so. how, how are things down there? We, uh, we reported we're doing better, mate. We've had a, yeah, we've, we've had a day on, of sunshine today. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're a little bit better today. Obviously, everything's starting to dry up. We're, the forecast now is that we're home, uh, away from the storms now, and uh, hopefully things can just dry up and we can get cleaned up because... Um, yeah, the last time it didn't happen. We had a couple of days there where obviously I did Monday, Tuesday, and then we got hit again, uh, and everything was just already sort of at its maximum. So unfortunately, it was just, yeah, time to sort of sandbag the door and everything like that. But we, we got there in the wow. end, and uh, we made it through, and um, we're all good now at the other end. But uh, yeah, it's uh, just a big cleanup job now, which is not what you want before Christmas, but it is what it is. No. I mean, to put it in perspective, right? Yesterday I stepped in a puddle and I got some muck on my chinos, so we've all suffered. You know, ah, <laughs> what a nightmare. I know. Oh, it was the cream ones as well, Steve. It's, ah. it, it's just a nightmare oh, to get really? out. But never mind. Well, I'm right. happy to talk I, about chinos I don't like talking about it, lads. Come and move on. <laughs> no, let's, move, let's talk about chinos. That's, not, that's my type of show for today, for sure. Well, it's chinos right and loafers. It's only right we start the championship, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's definitely still mind the gap, Ted. No. It very much is, isn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, I, we should I was... talk about football. No. <laughs> yes, <man. laughs> we've already been criticised for the talking no. points today of Radio Dad, but you know he's not here, so we can do what we like, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your sleeping. Yeah, la- <laughs> I did this morning, actually. Anyway, uh, so yeah, last night, obviously Newcastle. I, I, I tried to have an eye on both games, but I ended up looking like Marty Feldman. Um, people of a certain age will know what that means. <laughs> um, so yeah, Newcastle, I thought were, were, were dreadfully unlucky, to be honest, Steve. Um, yeah. I, I did say at the time, Shah seemed to go on this sort of marauding hobbit run up, up front uh, that, that left a bit of a gap at the back. It, it was one of those where it, I know you weren't really all that bothered about coming out of the competition anyway, uh, but for the sake of a, a moment of madness, leaving gaps at the back and obviously you know AC Milan go down the end and score, 
Was there a little bit of disappointment from you that the way it ended? Not really, because I, I know, and I know some Newcastle fans don't agree with with my philosophy. But you know what? I've enjoyed getting there. I've enjoyed the European adventure. Um, we've learned a hell of a lot from it. You know, we've played, you know, three of, undoubtedly three of the best teams uh, who've been involved in Champions League football over the course of uh, you know the last two decades where Newcastle haven't been in the competition. And you know, away away from home, Newcastle fans have had a wonderful experience and and you know being good ambassadors for you know not only for you know the northeast but also for the country. So lots of positivity comes from that Champions League ex escapade. But um, for me personally, you know, I've never agreed with you know this rule that somebody drops out of the Champions League that automatically go into the Europa. I've never agreed with that. You know, once, yeah, you, get really? out, once you get knocked out of a cup competition, you should be knocked out of the cup, and that's it. Mm. You move on. Um, this is greed and financial greed from you know the the the, the, the European bosses who just want to completely milk the European games. And for me, once you're out, you're out. That's it. There should be no there should be no going back, and then you move on. But you know, ultimately, it's not going to affect us now. Um, would I have felt differently? It would still had a squad of twenty five players and. Um, you know, been firing on all cylinders, and and you know had everyone available, possibly. Um, but yeah. we aren't. We're you know we're you know we've got players coming back on a on a you know on a conveyor belt at the moment. You know, three three players back. You know, Callum Wilson, Sean Longstaff, and Dan Byrne. Uh, but then you know we've lost Nick Pope for four months, and and you know Debravka has come in, and yeah, you know, he's shipped nine goals in three games. So yeah. you know, I, I, it's harsh. Yeah. It's harsh because the goalkeeper is the last man in the firing line, and and, and yeah. but it's not good. It's not. It's not good seeing a goalkeeper come in. And is that down to the the, the fact that he hasn't played many games? Is that down to the fact that the, the 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 relationship between him and the the back four isn't isn't the same as as it is with Nick Pope? Is there a lack of confidence? Whether it be, um, you know, subliminal or whether it's known that there's a lack of confidence between. Between the goalkeeper and and the the defence communication, who knows? But you know, overall, the journey's been a great one. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say would I say St James's Park was stunned last night. I would say that there was a when the second goal went in, there was yeah, it, it probably was because I mm -hmm. think you know a lot of the younger fans. This is the first time they've experienced a European exit. Uh, but for me. Yeah, I wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't tense. My mind is clearly focused on that champ um, on the Carabao Cup game. You know, I, I I've looked at the fixtures this month and thought that's the one that I'd love to be able to 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 go down to Chelsea and beat Chelsea next week and and win that game and give ourselves the chance of getting back to Wembley again. Giving our giving ourselves a chance of winning that elusive piece of silverware that, you know, first of all we've never won the League Cup, but secondly we've never won a, a domestic trophy since 1955. So, mm -hmm. so for me that's that's been the focus, getting back to that cup competition, especially the way we've performed in it, and especially the the teams that we've beaten to get to where we are at this moment in time. You know, yeah. no one has a divine right to win a cup competition, but let's face it, if Newcastle we've win done it, it the this hard year, way, <laughs> we've done it the hard way, exactly. Yeah, but mm. performances last night. Um, I think I think Newcastle were better than they were against Everton and Tottenham. There was a there was an extra there was an extra um, level there that they certainly looked full of energy. Um, I don't think there was tiredness on show last night. I don't think there was fatigue. I thought the midfield were outstanding. I thought Lewis Miley again was 
was superb last night. The the, the through ball for, for Joe Linton's wonderful goal. I thought it was great. He made some, some superb tackles last night. I keep saying that the fact that we haven't we haven't missed Sean Longstaff as a credit to Lewis Miley, you know, and, and, and how much he's you know, how much he's brought to the team since he was called upon. I thought Bruno again, um, you know, had had a good game, and I thought Joe Linton played well last night. And Joe Linton's mm. been off the boil the last couple of uh, the last couple of games. Um, as for the as for the you know the defence, I thought Livramento once again showed that you know this you know this kid is 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 not just one for the future; he's one for the now and then. But he's mm-hmm. but he's he's going to be an immense player, and um, you know the sooner England get him signed up uh, for for the national team. Um, the, the the better trips was was better last night. Um, you know, if only if only he could rediscover his goal scoring touch with free kicks. Um, that one the, that one in the first half that, that went narrowly wide. You know, we we'll keep saying but we'll keep turning to each other in the ground going. He's due one. He's due one. Well, he certain he certainly is. And of course, Bruno, you know, hitting the bar um, as well in the second half, which you know, again, if that had gone in, we could have been looking at a, a different story. So Callum Wilson. Oh, it was great save. Callum Wilson doesn't look doesn't look a hundred percent to me. Um, and 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 I was you know I was watching him quite a bit last night, and he seemed to be he seemed to be very you know very lethargic in that second half. Whether that's because he's just recovering, or or God forbid he's got another knock, but he he, he seemed to be pushing him pushing himself through it. And of course he he you know the brought the brought Isaac on and the brought Dan Byrne on. And if I was if, if if somebody said to me why do you think you lost the game last night I, I think we weakened the left hand side um, yeah. I think I think Trippier went off and um, he was he was he was motioning to the bench before half time that there was a that the potentially could have been an issue but he played on he didn't go off until you know the 10 minutes 10, 10 11 minutes into the second half um, which forced us then to move Livermento to right back which is natural position but then obviously to bring Dan Byrne on um, and then he chose to bring Isaac on and take Anthony Gordon off. Now again, Gordon didn't look injured. Whether that was a tactical decision or not, I don't know. But I just think we lacked something down that left-hand side. I thought that Dan Burton, you know, he's not he's not the quickest, um, you know. Uh, but but playing him alongside Isaac on the left-hand side, I think it gave AC Milan the it gave AC Milan the the advantage. And I think we looked weaker down that side. And I think it pulled Shaw out of position a little bit. And and I think that was it. And I, I guess I guess really uh, we we'll never know what what Eddie Howe's instructions were. And, and, and did he want to be in the Europa League? Uh, you know, people were saying Newcastle went a bit gung ho. Um, you know, after after AC Milan had equalised. You know, if we'd if we'd stuck at one one, Newcastle would have been in the Europa League this morning. Um, but I just think it was a I just think it was a tactical change, and I think it was I think it was squad rotation a chance to give give players a ch- an opportunity, and, and and with one eye I guess on Fulham at the weekend, and then the Carabao Cup next Thursday, potentially that was you know potentially it was just a substitution that he thought would would be able to hold out, but you know we didn't. Um, there was the sucker punch, uh, could have been three one of course when Debravka came up for the corner, um, and uh, you know AC Milan should have really put it to bed then, but. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful display again from War Flags. Um, you know there was talk about people having a tear in their eye. Um, you know when this when this flag was going to be unveiled. Of course, it was the the infamous Bobby Robson under an umbrella in Barcelona. Um, well worth well worth you know going last night really just to see the flag display mm. by the War Flags who, who do do a, a wonderful wonderful job. Uh, slightly tarnished by a guy behind me who asked who it was uh, to his friend oh, who he was sitting with. Uh, yeah, I was I was very close last night to see him. <laughs> Milburn, 
uh, to this guy <laughs> that hanged us. But um, I, I bit my lip and just cracked on. But it was that's uh, not like you, Steve. <laughs> it's not. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of control. I'm impressed, mate. <laughs> believe you me, it did. Um, and and uh, but there was another. There was another ludicrous question at one point. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's gone. But it, again, it was just one of those things which uh, yeah, which you just scratch your head at sometimes. The, Can I just ask you, Steve? I just wanted to ask you about obviously the result. Obviously, it's a disappointing result, but is there any sort of feeling of of more frustration, or I guess um, you know, I don't I don't think it's directed at him, but is there is there a sense now, obviously now that Champions League is over, that there is more frustration around that whole Tonali thing, and then like what is there is there a question or is there an ideology of what or what could have been if he was available? You know what I mean? And obviously, with the injuries and stuff like that, does it? Now that you've dropped out of the the Champions League, I'm just wondering: does it does it grow any more animosity towards him, or is it just is it just something where you guys have just put it to bed and it's just we just forget about it? Yeah, I think we've all just put it to bed. Um, yeah. I, no, nobody around me was talking about Tonali last night. Um, yeah. You know, we've got we've got players who are more than capable of of doing the job. I mean, he's, he was he, uh, he was probably at the game last night. I know he was certainly at the. Uh, you know the junior game in the you know earlier in the day. Um, he was sitting there. He was quite prevalent that he was there and he was watching. And um, I think he'd done a, a little bit of Italian media as well. But he's, you know, he, he's somebody that we've just got to you know forget about until till August yeah. next year. Now you know apparently his training's going well. You know he's 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 doing a lot of um, you know re- recovery on and off the pitch. Um, you know as far as he's. Um, his addictions concerned so you know we can't do anything about it it's done now I mean you know I'd love to have been a fly in the wall when AC Milan's directors met Newcastle United's directors mm. last night and maybe there was a maybe there was an exchange of words who knows but um, you know it's done now there's nothing we can do and the manager was asked about the you know the the likelihood of you know him knowing or anyone at Milan knowing prior to the sale, and he, he just said you know of course we didn't you know and um, mm. you know the, the you know the, the wish him all the best in his recovery etc. So it's gone now. We move on. There's nothing we can do. Um, I don't even think it's a case of buyer beware because you know I think this is something that you know the player could have hidden you know for anyone and everybody. So you know you, you, even 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 Alex Ferguson would have struggled to find out what somebody was doing in the house. You know as far as he was yeah, concerned. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Back in the day, he would have been you know well he's in the he's in his house. He's not in a nightclub. That'll do me. But nobody nobody could ever know what someone's getting up to you know behind the scenes like that but yeah you, you just move on um i i think we curse we just curse our luck with injuries a little bit this season and you know we, we just got to take it on the chin uh, and like i said like i've said many times we've we've got you know we're two years two years into a project which you know amanda stavely on her very first day as as, as one of our owners turned around and said it's a five-year project you know uh, we've got we've got a name of where we want to be in five years time well you know we we managed to get to the champions league champions league within two years so we learn from it we uh we look back on it with fondness and um you know you park it now and move on and concentrate because there's still a lot of football to be played and there's still a lot of things to to, to be excited about and to, and to look forward to um you know, of course, the Newcastle United horizon could look very different. Um, you know, by the time we come to Friday next week, because you know we could have lost to Fulham and we could be out of the Carabao Cup. Then, I think the atmosphere will will become a little bit toxic because people then will be going, well, 
you know, it puts all the pressure on the Sunderland game in January um, and that FA Cup competition. And, you know, there, there will be question marks. I've already seen it, of course, against, against Eddie Howe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once again, I, I just kept off social media last night. I read a little bit of, um, you know, the official stuff that I follow, uh, a couple of the journalists who I follow and, and, and read what they had to say. And the consensus of opinion was, look, Newcastle, you know, Newcastle gave it their all, and with 16 minutes to go, you know, they, you know, they, they, they were one foot, you know, in the Europa, and you know, we're going to come out with things with a lot of credit. But you know, they went. I think it was Craig Hope in particular was saying that you know they went for it, and you know they, they suffered because of that, and and maybe AC Milan couldn't believe that look that Newcastle had gone for it, and you know they capitalised on it, showed that showed their experience. But um, it's uh, it's over. Champions League dream is, is, is over for, for the first year and um, you know I'm sure we'll be back sooner rather than later will we be back next year I'd like to think we get in the Europa next year I'd like to think we can mm. I'd like to think we can learn from our experiences this year go into the Europa which is still a tough competition to, to, to partake in Damn straight. you know it's slightly it's you know as far as opposition is concerned will be slightly easier Newcastle will have learned from the whole experience the travel um, you know, having to play games, you know, uh, you know, thick and thick and fast, you know, week in, week out, um, yep. and hopefully next year we'll have a little bit more luck with injuries, and we won't have this yeah. kind of pop the squad up a bit as well. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought you'd have the same look again, Steve. Blimey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, get, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Getting, getting, getting some, getting some better luck, and, and not yeah. having as many injuries. But it's yeah. Uh, listen, I've enjoyed it. It was it was a great occasion uh, last night, and. Um, you know, despite despite the defeat, it was it was just a, it was a good game to be at, and um, you know we, we we move on. Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of moving on, lads, right, we'll we'll come back to the Borough game a little bit later on. Uh, I know you're obviously chomping at the we bit to talk to. about that. No, 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 yeah, no. No, I, no, I insist. I insist. No, I do no, want to no, point please. out that you, you've just started wearing glasses and you used the word animosity, I which I was quite. Uh, yes, I mean, no, right? I know. It's, I feel like the he's learning. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got a, we've got a we got a head teacher on today as well. I'm I'm full. We I'm do indeed. Be, she's going to be very impressed. I'm going to get a plus today from her. <laughs> do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I know this head teacher of old mate. It'll take a lot more than that to impress her. But there you go. Um, <laughs> before we launch into the headlines, lads, um, obviously we do have the return of the greatest quiz. It doesn't just sweep the nation; it sweeps the entire planet. This one, uh, we have what the fact, boys, with ungoogleable clues. Wonderful. Hey. Have you have you got the music there, Daz? Of course I have. Have you really? Fact Beautiful. Beautiful. It's Ted's one. Right. Mario Balotelli is the answer. <laughs> Mario Balotelli is not today's <laughs> answer. There you go. So, you should know how this works by now, everyone. I have a wonderful fact from the world of football. I'm going to give you four clues, some of them quite cryptic, because you have to be able to not Google them. Right. Um, I am 3-2 ahead at this moment in time. We have got until Christmas Day. I'm just listening to my voice singing there. It's awful. It's actually awful. Um, never mind. It's my ringtone now. So yes, 
we've got our Christmas day uh, for the for, for you guys in the studio and the general public at home to try and take me on and beat me. 50 quid will go to the Academy of Light if I am successful by Christmas Day. If I am unsuccessful, I am going to complete a forfeit of your choosing, gentlemen. Mm, um, yes. Make it as nasty as you like. That's how confident I am. I'm currently 3-2 ahead. I had a blip. I was undone. If we'd had VAR, we would have looked at this decision and Rye would have been found cheating. Uh, but there we go. We move on to today's uh, fact and your first clue. Your first clue is, the fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. The fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. Ooh. Vinny Jones? Is that too harsh? No, no. <laughs> if you want to tell him, mate, that's absolutely fine, yeah? <laughs> I'd rather you than me. Um, yeah, so there we go. That, that's your what the fact for a day. Uh, well, he was yeah, pretty good in Lockstock, I must admit. He was. I, I liked him in Snatch as well. That's, that's one of my go-to yeah, movies yeah. that I'll, that I'll yeah, always that love on that one. That is a very there good we one. Uh, Daz, what time, are we, what time are we getting Alison on? Um, well, I thought we'd get her on uh, about, uh, in about 20 minutes' time after we've, we've done the uh, 7.30 sports news. Um, well, that, that sounds ideal to me. Should we yeah. get some headlines out of the way first, though? That's, that's a good shout. Ah, um, oh, you know. Trying to keep it under control in, in the uh, absence of Radio Dad. Well, you, uh, you, can, you can lead then, shall we say. Oh. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. I suppose it's only right, Sunderland fans, that we go first. We, after all, are the only team that's won the last two games. According to Team Talk, Premier League sides Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest and Fulham are all ready to potentially spend big on Pierre Equa. While it's believed West Ham inserted a sell-on clause in the midfielder's contract, Sunderland fended off interest in Equa over the summer, with Bundesliga side Stuttgart, one of the clubs reportedly interested following the player's impressive end to last season. Equa, of course, signed a four-and-a-half-year deal at Sunderland in January and is under contract at the club until 2027. Sunderland are set for disappointment in their bid to bring back former loanee Ahmad Diallo, that's according to Glasgow World, and instead will be given a big opportunity at Old Trafford when fully recovered from this summer's knee injury. It's thought the timing could be perfect for the former Rangers and Sunderland loan star, as Jaden Sancho's future at Old Trafford remains under serious question after he fell out with Ten Hag earlier in the season. The 23 times capped England winger is widely expected to leave Old Trafford during the January transfer window and former club Borussia Dortmund have been mentioned as a possible suitor for his services. Whether Sancho moves on or not, Ten Hag is reportedly ready to hand Diallo an opportunity to stake a claim for a regular place in his squad in the new year. Football Insider have even claimed the Red Devils boss is keen to take a look at the winger in action and is willing to sanction another loan deal away from Old Trafford if Diallo is unable to impress. And finally, some injury news for Sunderland. Uh, as we head towards the weekend, Dutch defender Jensen Seelt was outstanding in Sunderland's home win against Leeds United in midweek, but he went off 20 minutes from time with a minor muscle problem. Interim head coach Dodds said Seelt will be assessed before a decision is taken over his fitness for this weekend's trip to Bristol City. Jewison Bennett reported back ill following international duty with Costa Rica last month. Once he got over that, he returned to training with Sunderland but suffered an ankle problem in training ground game and missed the Black Cats wins against Millwall, West Bromwich Albion and Leeds United as a result. Dodd said on Monday that Bennett was expected to be back in training ahead of this weekend's trip to Bristol City. 
Midfielder Jamie Tetty sustained knee, league, knee cartilage injury during Sunderland's preseason game against North Carolina and has since gone under the knife. Dodd said on December the 8th that Mateti was trained all week and will be uh, while the West Brom and Leeds games came too soon, could be available by the end of the week. And finally, deadline day signing from Paris Saint-Germain, Timothy Pembele is short of fitness, having just played a handful of games last season uh, after recovering from long-term injury. Pembele's recovery was progressing well until he suffered a setback in October, but Dodd said on December the 8th that Pembele is back in training and like Matete at the West Brom games and Leeds United games came too soon, he could be available by the end of this week. And that's your Sunderland headlines. Smoggies and Proud, Borough News. Poinsettias, one of the traditional festive blooms, is a poinsettia. <laughs> it is popular for its large red star Do you mean pointless? Flowers, uh, which will work well with traditional red and green festive colour schemes. They are perfect to grow this time of year. Make sure your bulbs... Oh, let's do it. All right, come on, Barra fans. Middlesbrough are a tale of international breaks, aren't we? Starting off the season poorly, it took an international break for Borough to find form, going on a seven-game winning run. But then another international break, and Borough, albeit... Facing top-end opponents have dipped once again. The sad thing is that the next international break is until March 2024, so Borough will have to work their way out of this one during the rush of fixtures. Last night's game at Hull had promised Latte last scoring in the first six minutes mark after beautiful play and build-up by Borough. But unfortunately, that would end at the 10-minute market, from then which Hull dominate the possession. Borough would create counter-attacking chances and also pounce on many Hull wayward passes, but to no avail. Hull City boss Liam Rosnar didn't help either by rubbing salt into Borough's wounds by admitting his Hull City side were as bad as they've ever been in a long, long time at the first half at the Riverside, only to make the home side pay for failing to take advantage and hitting two second-half goals to pick up all three points. Uh, the biggest shot to Borough fans, though, will come from their own boss, Michael Carrick, whose aftermatch thoughts left some careering, including me, what game he was actually watching. Carrick said, I thought we played ever so well. I paused on that for effect. Against mm. a good team, we gave them next to nothing. Played some really good football. We looked dangerous and had so many opportunities, but I'm still bitterly disappointed. Injuries are still in the lips of all Borough fans with, with the transfer, January transfer window now looming. Borough will have to look at who's coming back and who they can bring in to somehow kick these types of performances out the door because this performance was up there with the Sheffield Wednesday for me. Borough now face Swansea away on Saturday before the Carabao Cup game against Port Vale looking at who we can get back into this squad to give us a big lift. Borough have now also broken a new record of losing three in a row for the first time ever under Michael Carrick. That is your Borough headlines. Don't forget, poinsettias. Good time to plant them. Get them in, your, uh, get them in the uh, rich soil right now. They'll be perfect by Christmas. That's your Borough slash gardening headlines. Magpies and proud. Mag's news. Good morning, Newcastle fans. Newcastle United's European run is over as they lost 2-1 at home to AC Milan last night. Joe Linton had put the Magpies ahead, but a solid second-half performance from the Italians saw them score twice to secure a place in the Europa League with PSG and Dortmund progressing to the last 16 of the Champions League. There's been many lessons learned in the group of death, but ultimately Newcastle squandered their chances last night to go through. Uh, on a night in which would a, a win would have been enough to secure a place in the last 16. They've had some good moments in Europe this season, but one win in six Group F matches ensured that they've finished rock bottom of the group. Uh, congratulations though to Lewis Miley last night, who became the youngest player in the UEFA Champions League history to assist a goal for an English club 
at the age of 17 years and 226 days, which breaks the record that was held by Theo Walcott from November 2006 for Arsenal. Uh, he was 17 years and 250 days. Newcastle United supporters group war flags pulled on the heartstrings of thousands of Toon fans inside St James's Park last night as well, and millions across the world with uh, a wonderful, wonderful surfer flag portraying the famous image of Sir Bobby Robson under the umbrella, shielding from the rain at the new Camp. This was unfilled at the Gallagher end and it was accompanied by one of Sir Bobby's famous quotes, it's not beyond our wildest dreams because we did have wild dreams. And Newcastle's under-19 side ended their maiden season in the UEFA Youth League on a high note at Whitley Park on Wednesday afternoon with a second successive win in the competition. Unable to qualify for the knockout stages and facing a Milan side already assured a top spot, United gained some revenge for a 4-0 loss in Italy and also notched up their first home victory at the third time of Asken with a 3-1 win with goals from Hearns, Heffernan and Parkinson. That's your Newcastle United headlines on Thursday morning. From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the Red Platoon and the Cat. And you can get in touch with the Northeast East Forty Brecky uh, on our WhatsApp O double three O O four three two thousand and two. Uh, Daniel's been in touch uh, already this morning. Uh, good morning, gents. Uh, he's saying. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, he was proud. Uh, he worries me. <laughs> no, no, no. You're all right, Ted. You're all right. Uh, he's commenting upon the game. Uh, he said he was proud of the team last night. What an adventure! Uh, but we will be back. Uh, and he also thought that the referee had a good game yesterday as well. Um, I mean, the atmosphere looked looked pretty crazy uh, in there. Were, were, was it the same as the uh, at the end? Was it was there still people dancing and uh, and uh, cheering like they were at the end of the Tottenham game, Steve? Oh, I mean, people stayed. Yeah, I mean, people stayed to to applaud the team. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think people dancing around at Spurs were probably celebrating they actually got there you know, <laughs> yeah, thanks to yeah. the inadequacies of our British transport system. Um, <laughs> but 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 ultimately, you know, it was yeah, it was still. Uh, it was it was a period of reflection for a lot of people. I think there were people stunned when the second goal went in. As I say, the the younger supporters have never been through a, a European exit. You know, the, the the seventeen, eighteen year olds who go to the match now and who are watching the game weren't around twenty years ago. And and you know we we you know we, we've been through it before as as old timers, if you like. And we we know that we know the score. We know how it works. And and. Yeah, people just stayed and they applauded. It was, um, yeah, probably wasn't, you know, you know, as always, a lot of people have to go for that early bus or train or whatever. I want to beat the rush, but um, I'd still say there was at least twenty five thousand inside the ground applauding them off the pitch, which I thought was, which which I thought was great. It was a cold yeah. night. It was late, a late kick off. Um, yeah, and you know, fifty two thousand and thirty six. I think the attendance was. Uh, you know the Milan, the Milan end wasn't full. Um, they didn't take up all their allocation, uh, which of course gave more space for for some Newcastle fans to go. But it was, 
yeah, it was it was a good atmosphere. It was uh, you know it was exactly what I was hoping for. Was it at the PSG level? No, I don't think it was. But um, I thought I thought it was it, it was good. I think I think one thing that stands out is that you know the three teams that were played in the group of death. You know the fans the fans need a little bit of you know a, a lesson on how to support their teams. Like I mean, all they seem to do is bring a big drum and 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 the, all their songs sound the same. You know, it just sounds like this monotonous drone. Um, even Dortmund, you know, whose whose atmosphere is supposed to be renowned, the yellow wall and all that, you know, need a little bit more variety in that in the in the song sheets. I think, you know, and maybe <laughs> maybe I think uh, maybe I think you should take some lessons from from Newcastle fans. But you know what? It was it was a good atmosphere. It was a good atmosphere in general, and and the flags really make it. You know, I mean, our our flag displays are mm. you know are, are becoming renowned. War flags are a very professional outfit. Uh, they put a lot of hard time and effort in. You know, on a voluntary basis, and um, you know, if there's anything that you know, you know, we can be proud of, um, other than the team, it's it's that, and and I think that's I think that's what a lot of the chat I was like after the game with people as well. You know that you know we're just proud of we're proud of the team. You know, proud yeah. of Eddie Howe and the boys for getting us there and and giving us a hell of a journey. And you know, yeah, we finished bottom of the group. We were, but you know, the, the group of death. That's what we. That's where everyone expected us to finish. But I mean, at one point we topped the group, and you know we we, we we can look back and say, well, you know we went to Milan and we got a point. Um, you know we 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 hammered uh, PSG at home and drew away. We took four points off Mbappe, um, and and uh, you know at all if you like, and and then Dortmund Dortmund really taught us a lesson. You know they gave us a very important European lesson, and you know everyone was looking at Dortmund as a as a guaranteed four points really, and and you know a home win and an away point. You know if we could snatch a, a win that would have been great. But they they were the toughest opponents. They sussed us out, yeah. and you know that's one that's one to to look back on but it's it's got to be t- it's tough for Eddie Howe you know I mean we, we came through a wonderful week against Man United Chelsea and PSG um, but I think that exhausted I think that exhausted us I think we've we've been running on flat um, but it was pleased to see there were signs of the old Newcastle last night and you know we've got to we've got to get back on on with the job on Saturday and, and you know take on Fulham and Fulham are, Fulham are flying at the yeah, moment yeah, too. Yeah. Two games, uh, two games, ten goals, non conceded, uh, but but our home form has, has seen us seen us through so far this season. Um, last night was a rare event, being beaten at home. So hopefully Newcastle can get uh, on with the job. Hopefully there'll be more players coming back over the next couple of weeks, and um, that's going to bolster our cause. But yeah, no, I, I, you know, you can tell I'm not I'm not downhearted. It's mm. um, you just got to you know you got to crack on. It's um, it's a learning curve and it's one we will learn from and it'll put us in good stead for the next time we're in Europe. Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll crack on as well because we've got a, a special guest coming on, haven't we, Ted? We certainly have. We certainly have indeed. Now this this is always a danger with me. Remember when we had Gaz on the show, and obviously I've known Gaz a, a long, long time, yep. and you're always sat there wondering what on earth are they going to say. Yep. So, yep. um, Alison McDonough is a, is a long-term friend of mine. She's absolutely terrified she's going to call me by the wrong name as well, because uh-huh. obviously Ted's a, Ted's a little radio moniker-like, because the other name's awful. Um, yeah, so, Alison is head teacher of West Orient Primary School. Uh, the school are about to feature, get this, on BBC Songs of Praise, no less. 
you know, broadcast yes. to millions. But there's a little special kind of interest that I've got in this one because uh, it's it's a village that I, I lived in for many many years. Uh, my mother still lives there as well. And well, have we got Alison there? Because well, we'll, I was just about to say the, the rest we'll, of the story. We'll we'll talk to Alison right after this. Together across the northeast. The timber cat and the red. It is the northeast footy. And we do. See, you tell me to do something and then know, you go and talk. Over, I'll cool. tell you what. It just it all just goes to bits when radio dads are there, honestly. Oh, don't start. Creepy uncles just running wild. Oh. <laughs> Off you go. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting no help now, am I? That's it. I've done it. <laughs> We do have a very, very special guest, as I was saying just before the break there. Um, Alison McDonough is a, a long-term friend of mine. She's head teacher of West Rainton Primary School, who are about to feature nationwide on BBC Songs of Praise. Good morning, Alison. How are you? Morning. Are you all right? I'm very, very well. Well, obviously we're all right, mate, because we're both Sunderland fans. We, we've got a club that's won the last two games. Okay, we've got two lads right. presenting this show who can't pick up a win for love, not money. So we're all right, Alison. We are. We're absolutely fine. We're doing so, all congratulations. right. Yeah. We Good are. morning, Alison. Good morning. <laughs> you, oh, pick the mood up a little bit, right? Come on. <laughs> uh, first of all, Alison, congratulations to the school. Obviously, national recognition on Songs of Praise. Please do tell us a little bit more about the initiative, about about the the village becoming dementia friendly. That's that's being mentioned in the notes as well. So yeah, please give give us a little bit of a lowdown on what's going on. Okay, well, um, it's it's not a brand new initiative. It's something that has been going on in our community for about five years. Um, so back in 2018, 2019 time, there was a, a group set up to sort of steer. Um, West Rainton and Leamside becoming a dementia-friendly community. So as part of that, all of the village groups, including the school, had to come up with, um, well, we did some training. We trained our children in dementia awareness, our staff, um, and then we all had to come up with an action. And because we've got a really close link with the local care home, Springfield Lodge, um, we were along there at least once a month with different groups of children. We decided actually a really fun um, and perhaps ambitious project would be to do a production together. Um, so we actually did it for the first time back in 2018 and 2019, we repeated it. And then obviously the pandemic hit and that yeah stifled our uh, plans for the coming years so this is the first year we've been able to bring it back that's absolutely brilliant that i mean obviously you, you know this is close to my heart anyway because uh, <laughs> one of the the residents in aforementioned springfield lodge care home is actually ted's mum herself uh yeah nice. so uh, absolutely brilliant that i'm sure she'll be a star she's actually not a stranger to the stage allison so you'll have to watch she might just turn a little bit deaverish uh i know for a fact she, she's She's danced on the stage of the Sunderland Empire as a kid, so yeah, you just keep really? an eye on her. She might start making oh, hey. insane demands about water being the right temperature and all that kind of thing. So yes, <laughs> oh, we is it right? We definitely it's a... met some divas. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine for something like this. So I mean, I'm, I'm remembering my nativities in the past. Kids certainly have a tendency to go off script, as as do as do older people as well. Is that nerve wracking for yourself, you know, for, for teachers as well, especially in front of cameras where this could kind of go into a bit of an improv session? 
Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, I mean, the kids have just had an absolute ball. They've just had so much fun. The old people, exactly the same. Um, just for, I think it's more for us, especially when we knew the cam was rolling a couple of weeks ago and the, the yeah. nation's Christmas is sort of dependent on this performance. <laughs> so, yeah, it was no, a, absolutely zero was pressure there then. <laughs> <laughs> but I would imagine, great, I have, mean, it must, it must be rewarding as well for, for you and the team at the school. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. We had um, Reverend Kate Botley came up to the church in West Rayton to present it. So she actually is presenting the episode from our church. Um, she took part with the kids. She was brilliant with both of the generations. Um, and I think just for them to be part of it, I think the children were probably um, had their sort of, aspirations dashed for how glamorous working in TV is because it was quite a slog <laughs> to get it filmed. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, a, 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 a beautiful check. little church. I bet a beautiful little church as well. I mean, I've, 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 I've actually played trumpet in there a few times for weddings and things like that. It's, it's a gorgeous little venue as well. So I'm, I'm assuming a full house for that one and the village has really got behind it as well. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's been a real, um, a real team effort, a real community effort. So the nativity play we've done is actually set in a forest around a campfire. Um, so our local oh. garden centre they provided us with loads of trees to fill the church, so it looked like a forest. There's um, tents and fairy lights everywhere. We've had people making hot chocolate and treats for everyone who's coming to watch, so that it feels like oh, you're part of the that. experience. So it's lovely. When's it going to be on TV, Alison? Oh, sorry. Will you be seeing a prayer for the FA Cup game? Um, I don't know whether we'll need any intervention there. There's no pressure on us. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yeah. Can we have Alison on every week? <laughs> I don't even have to do any winding up. This is brilliant. <laughs> Alison, when, when's it going to be on TV? I wanted to. Oh ask, God, sorry. Ted, I need. To, it's my turn. Okay. Speaking. Of all right. All right. All right. Go on. Okay. It's always your turn. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask. Obviously, uh, my wife is a school teacher, so I have plenty and a hugely respect uh, for for uh, for school teachers, especially uh head head teachers as well uh i wanted to ask you um firstly how long you've been doing it and um and and how you find um how you found being a head teacher you were speaking there through covid um my wife struggled a lot and had to do it through online learning which was something new to her i wanted to ask you how you you cope through that and secondly if you were to give a grade right now to ted uh what oh, would it God. be <laughs> Grading on what? If I was grading. <laughs> Overall performance, I would say. Uh, oh, um, well, he's a Sunderland fan, isn't he? So it's got to be high up. I would say at least ah. nine. <laughs> oh, brilliant. See, see, there's a reason I bring these people on to show you. Him. You're a class act as always, Alison. <laughs> In terms of how yeah, long the... I've been doing the job, a long, long time. So um, I've yeah. been at the primary school for 20 years. I came here straight ah. after qualifying um, and it was actually yeah. my primary school as a pupil as well. Oh, so wow. the children just think I never left. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> they just think I sort of stayed forever and eventually worked my way to the top, um, which is quite good for them to follow that example. Yep. Um, I've been head for 11 years. 
Um, wow. And yes, COVID was by far the biggest challenge we've had in that time. Yep. Um, but I think for us, it was more about making sure that we kept the children involved, kept them with that sense of belonging. So we did all yep. sorts of fun things online. Um, the learning, yeah, I would never want to go back to that online. It was hideous. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Face to face is far better. And our children yeah. love that. Yep connection and that relationship that's that's how they learn best so yeah well you get an a plus for me for being just being a teacher and dealing with children all day and uh, (laughs) as i know as i said when my wife comes home and she does to do reports and you just don't you just don't realize how much as a school teacher how much out homework and uh, for a teacher there is uh and everything like that so um it it is quite interesting to see and um uh, you know my my hat goes off to you and but it's a it's a grand and fantastic initiative um, and so if we, we wanted to find out more or we wanted to see it, what, uh, where does the listeners have to go and what, what can they do to, uh, to, to watch? Um, well, it's airing this Sunday, so the 17th of December at quarter past one UK time on BBC, and then it will be available on iPlayer after it's aired. Um, they are starting to promote it now through their social media feeds as well. So if you on Twitter, Facebook, um, the BBC Songs of Praise, just look for them and over the next day or two, I'm sure it'll be getting a lot of publicity. But yeah, this Sunday. Yeah, I'm sure. You mentioned you mentioned about the you mentioned about the kids like you know realizing the TV is not so glamorous. I mean, with with this kind of production, obviously you've got people in a church singing. Um, I, I mean, was the did you have to rehearse the songs first? And and you know, I, I mean, I've been to, I've been to church over the years, and, and and you know, sometimes you've got to be honest, it's a, it's it's not a great turnout. Let's say in in the pews, and then sometimes you have some people who are more enthusiastic at singing than others. Um, I mean, with this, obviously, it's going to be different. Big turnout, you know, you you know, you you you're doing this stuff. Did you have to do a few rehearsals, or, or were you were you quite were you quite you know, did you hit the the, the notes? the first time <laughs> no there was a lot of rehearsing went into it um <laughs> there are there's quite a few songs that the children and the old people sing together for the nativity play but i believe for the hymns they are going to um to other places i know they did one link from the church to the bocelli family so they're certainly featuring it in it so we don't need to worry too much about the singing <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it sounds oh, great. can't I mean, wait. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely worth everyone tuning in, I think. Absolutely. Uh, and obviously, you being a Sunderland fan, we, we can't not ask you uh, about the big game that's coming up. Mm-hmm. The Derby. Which one's that? Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them, yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll start, I'll start off. Uh, Mogger being sacked, obviously, just recently. Uh, did that come as a shock to you as a Sunderland fan, or were you sort of expecting that? Obviously... Uh, the team's found some form in the past two games since he's left, but uh, he's a fantastic Middlesbrough hero for us. Um, but was it did it come as a shock to you, or was it something that you thought uh, needed to happen for for your club to to move forward? Um, personally, I, I I was quite surprised that it happened. I, I don't think um, that there's anything really going that wrong at the moment. But um, mm-hmm. you know, he he had us set up very well really really good obviously with the youngsters and being a young team but obviously Mike Dodds as a coach was a big part of that so they clearly respect and they admire him and I think that's important Um, and I think 
you know, watching the match the other night, um, Superkev on Sky said, you know, why rush this idea of who's going to come in next? But I think, I think what's sort of striking me more is this idea that we've got to trust um, our owner and the board because they they have barely put a foot wrong since coming in. So they obviously have. Mm-hmm a vision for moving forward and and I think we've just got to put trust in them. Um, it's nice to see that the team haven't been um, affected by it though. Yep. Now it is exciting and obviously you've got a massive game coming up in the FA Cup against Newcastle. Uh, you were saying mm-hmm. just earlier that obviously the pressure isn't on Sunderland. As a Borough fan, I'm just going to be sitting back eating popcorn watching this tantalising tie. The last <laughs> time obviously uh, uh, Newcastle and Sunderland played was 2016 in the Premier League. Do you think that the the town and, you know, everyone's ready for another Newcastle-Sunderland derby? I think so. It's certainly caused a buzz. I think, I mean, what is it? Is it over 70 years or something since they played um, in an FA Cup? Um, Yeah, 90-50. I I actually missed the draw and and we'd been sort of joking about it or imagine if they got each other and then there it was. I thought it was a wind-up at first, but... um, yeah, there it is. And hey, you know, we've got a team full of young kids who it'll be their first taste of a massive game and they've got nothing to lose. They can just go out there and enjoy themselves, hopefully. Absolutely I'm love back, it. by the Absolutely way, guys. Sorry it. about that. And we got Ted back. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, we cut him off. We had to cut him off. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> what, did, what, did she, what did you say? What did you say, Alison? <laughs> You'll have to listen to it back. <laughs> Honestly, what you had to say about Ted was incredible. Thank you so much for that insight knowledge. We never knew, uh, especially that story. Uh, you know, the, the one that we probably can't even show on the airtime uh, l- later on, but uh, incredible, incredible to hear that, you know, that's the type hey, of person that we're doing well to short on radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get smart because he's got his glasses on for the first time. Incredible. <laughs> have, have we talked about when, when, he, when we can see the programme, Alison? Yes, 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 we have, yeah. Right, fantastic. That's the main thing. I'm going to be tuning in live for that one because obviously a chance to get to see uh, dear old Mrs. Old Ted uh, taking the stage and, and doing a bit and obviously seeing some good friends and, and obviously seeing my village on, on live national television. Very, Love very it. proud moment for me and I'll, I'll probably be a little bit weepy and a little bit emotional, of course, but uh, absolutely fantastic what you're doing, mate. Keep up the brilliant work because the, the village needs more people like you and your team as well. It's In fact, the North East does in general. It's uh, just cracking stuff and well done again, mate. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and it's great for it's great for the kids that they have had that opportunity. The relationships they've built from it have been lovely and they've got genuine friends yeah. along there who they've now got connections with. Fantastic. Absolutely Fantastic love it. Thank stuff. you so much for coming on this morning. We really appreciate yeah, you coming on. And uh, just one last reminder of how people can tune in. Uh, this Sunday, BBC One, so 17th of December, quarter past one, and then it'll be on iPlayer after that. Fantastic Excellent. stuff. Look forward to seeing it. We'll have you on after the derby as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the build-up build to the derby. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? You spoke very well about the game. I love it, Alison. Uh, always good to oh, speak to you. No problem at all. Catch you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Well, Ted, cutting your power mid mid interview, hey? What's going on? Absolutely, yeah. I've I've just put another fifty pence in the meter, which is probably not going to work because it's obviously the eurozone. That's maybe why it broke in the first place. I think it was Daz for the creepy uncle comment. That's what I'm staking my. Do you know what? Yeah, I've got a message about that. <laughs> Along those lines, I, I don't mean it. He is, he is radio uncle. We know that. We know that. Anyway, before we uh, before we steamroll into the, uh, the the news at eight o'clock, um, do you want clue number two for what the fact? Yes. Ooh. Yes, please. Let's have it. Let's have it. Are we going to walk with us? Oh, here it is. Here it is. What the fact? What the Anyway, enough of that nonsense. You know how it works. I have a wonderful <laughs> fact about football. I'm going to give you four clues and you have to guess the fact. The first fact was your fact. I'm saying fact a lot. Fact, 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 fact. Fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. The second clue is this is the only time this has happened in professional football. This is genuinely a one-off moment, guys. The only wow. time this has happened in professional football. Mm. Radio Uncle, do you want to give us the WhatsApp number? You can WhatsApp us on Audible 3 or 432002. Uh, just drop us a WhatsApp, you know, the usual stuff. You can also call us on that number as well, or drop us a voice note uh, using the little microphone in the comment section. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's... It, yeah, it's it's a tough one, that one, isn't it? It, it is. is but I've had to make it a bit more difficult, obviously. You know, the, these go- clues be cannot Googled, be Googled. It? Yeah, it's, it just removes, <laughs> removes the temptation away from Rye. He's got to be a good lad before Christmas, otherwise he's just going to get cold. Yeah. And I don't mean Andy. <laughs> exactly, exactly, mate. Uh, just, just a quick one, just before we go, go into the news, obviously we'll, we'll pick up the, the, the Borough game last night, we'll do that after the news. Um, but mm. Steve, th- this story just seems to not go away. Um, Jose Mourinho is deep in talks with AS Roma over an extension to his contract. But there's reports in Italy say Newcastle United, and this is this is the quote, remain fascinated by the 60-year-old. Now, this keeps reappearing. Does last night's result change this? Are they looking at somebody who can actually take you further in Europe? Nah, not at the moment. I'd be very surprised if they decide that they're going to park company with Eddie Howe just yet. Um, there's a long way to go. A lot of football to be played. And, you know, I think that there's a period of grace um, being earned by, by Eddie Howe for mm-hmm. not only the great escape, but then, the you know, getting into Europe. Um, yeah, he's, he's, earned, he's earned an opportunity to, to, to boss the club. But I think if Newcastle were to fall short this year, and when I say fall short, that means no European qualification at all, and, and still another season without silverware, um, I think the pressure's on next year, um, and I don't mm. think that would be I don't think that would be unfair because, you know, the the Saudis have have a focus and a plan and 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 know what they want and we've heard we've heard on on the Amazon documentary where they, where they want to be they want to be number one so so yeah I I think the pressure could be on next year but who's in Mourinho and Newcastle I don't think it's a I don't think it's feasible at this moment in time is it something that would happen in the future. I'm not sure. I've already said on here. I don't feel that you know he's he's the same Jose Mourinho as he was when he came to the Premier League. 
Um, the Premier League's changed, football's changed. We've moved on. Um, so, so in in a, in a you know in, in an ideal world, I think we keep Eddie Howe and we see how we progress with him, give him an opportunity. But Jose Mourinho, I think that's uh, media speculation and media speculation only. And as ever, your timing is impeccable. It's uh, we are up to eight o'clock. Does take it away, my friend. We'll have more chat on the Northeast Footy Breakfast when we come back after the news. We'll have a chat more chat with Steve um, about the Newcastle game last night. We'll chat with Rye uh, and talk no, Borough. It- okay, we'll miss that one out. We'll talk Ponsetti Eyes instead, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll digest everything that Allison's told us um, about Ted while he wasn't here. Uh, we'll do that <laughs> right after the news. Kelly Clarkson underneath the Christmas tree on the North East Footy Brecky. Laughing at these two behind the scenes arguing over attendance is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> You've never had that many there. Your place was quiet. It's always quiet. I <laughs> Brilliant. Oh God! Is that many? Is that many gaps at the riverside? Is that many gaps at the riverside? Looks like a row of derelict houses. Uh, I heard I can get a job for counting the the fans at the Sunderland attendances because there's no way. There's no way he's getting it right. It's it's because it's such a big ground, mate. It just looks a little bit more spacious. That's all. It's 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 definitely true. It must be. It's got to (laughs) be. Right, well, uh, well, I'm going to give you a third clue for what the fact then we're going to do the headlines. Then then Rice seems to have a lot to say, so let's hear his views on the Borough game after that, shall we? So, uh, third clue. What the fact? Right, so, the first, the first clue was... The fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. The second clue is the only time this has happened in professional football. Your third clue is it happened under the watchful eye of St. Paul. It happened under the watchful eye of St. Paul. Mm, well, interesting. We have had a few guests, uh, guesses in. Uh, Jack, who's down in Leicester, has gone morning, for... Jack. Um, yeah, morning, Jack. Um, uh, he says Eric Cantona. Uh, and, and strangely, so does uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Wood, who's out my in Lanzarote. Jeff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff, who, who comes on after my show and does the North East Classic Countdown. Uh, Jeff has yes, also said Jeff. Eric Cantona, Kung Fu Kick. Um, mm. And uh, Daniil okay. is also had a guess. Uh, his guess he's is. Come on, Daniil. Is it the film Escape to Victory? No, it isn't, but I absolutely love that film. I know it's cheesy and all that sort of stuff, it, 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 but I, I would watch that. I'd watch it on repeat. It's a great movie, but no, Daniil, it's, uh, it's, it's not there. Um, you're not worrying me to the normal level that you are. I would say if you were close, but you're not on this occasion. <laughs> So there you go. You can you can have your guess on O double three O O four three two thousand two. That's our WhatsApp number. Drop us a WhatsApp uh, with either a message, a voice note, or you can give us a call uh, and speak to the three legends if you want to. O double three O O four three two thousand and two on your WhatsApp. Fantastic. Should we do some headlines? 
Let's do Why it. not? Smoggies and proud. Borough News. Good morning, Borough fans. Well, instead of talking about the result and Borough headlines, I'm going to talk to you about poinsettias. They are a beautiful flower and a traditional festive bloom. Uh, it's a popular for its large red staff-shaped flowers, and it works well this time of year for its traditional red and green festive colours, hey? Make sure you get it in your soils today. Okay, let's get into it. Middlesbrough, a tale of international breaks, Borough fans. Starting off the season poorly, it took an international break for Borough to find form going on a seven-game winning run. And then another international break, and Borough, albeit facing a tougher top-end group of opponents, have dipped once again. The sad thing is that the next international break is until March 2024, so Borough will have to work their way out of this one during this rush of fixtures. Last night's game at Hull had promise, with Latte last scoring in the first six minutes. Mark, uh, with beautiful play and build-up made by Borough. But unfortunately, that would all end after the 10-minute mark, from then which Hull would dominate possession and take control of the game. Borough would create counter-attacking chances and also pounce on many, many Hull wayward passing, but to no avail. Izzy Jones going close to putting a second but missing wide. Hull City boss Liam Rosenar didn't help either by rubbing salt into the Borough wounds by admitting that his Hull City side were as bad as they've ever been in a long, long time in the first half of the rear side, only to come out in the second half and make the home side pay for failing to take advantage and hitting two second half goals. The biggest shock to Borough fans though would come as well from Michael Carrick, whose after match thoughts left some careering what game he was watching. Carrick had to say, I thought we played ever so well. Against a good team, we gave them next to nothing, played some really good football and looked dangerous. And we had so many opportunities, I'm just left bitterly disappointed. Injuries are still on the lips of all Borough fans with the January transfer window looming. Borough will have to look at who's coming back and who they can bring in to somehow kick these types of performances out the door. Because this one for me, ladies and gentlemen, was up there with the Sheffield Wednesday performance. Borough now face Swansea away on Saturday before the Carabao Cup game against Port Vale. That is your Borough headlines. Have a fantastic day. Magpies and Proud. Mag's News. Castle United's European run is over as they lost 2-1 at home to AC Milan last night. Joe Linton had put the Magpies ahead, but a solid second-half performance from the Italians saw them twice uh, score to secure a place in the European League, with uh, PSG and Dortmund progressing to the last 16 of the Champions League. There's been many lessons learned in the group of death, but ultimately Newcastle squandered their chances to go through on a night in which a win would have been enough to get through to the last 16. They've had some good moments in Europe this season, but one win in six Group F matches ensured that they finished rock bottom. Newcastle United supporters group war flags pulled on the heartstrings of thousands of Toon supporters inside St James's Park and millions across the world at last night's Champions League clash with AC Milan. With the players inside the tunnel, a giant Serpent flag portraying the famous images of Bobby Robson under an umbrella, shielding from the rain at the new camp, was unfurled on the Gallagher. It was accompanied by one of Sir Bobby's famous quotes, It's not beyond our wildest dreams, because we did have wild dreams. And Newcastle's under-19 side ended their maiden season in the UEFA Youth League on a high note at Whitley Park on Wednesday afternoon, with a second successive win in the competition. They were unable to qualify for the knockout stages and facing a Milan side already assured of top spot. The United gained some revenge for a 4-0 loss in Italy and also notched up their first home victory at the third time of Asken with a 3-1 win with goals from Hearns, Heffernan and Parkinson. That's in Newcastle headlines on Thursday morning. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. 
Good morning, Sunderland fans. According to Ting Talk, Premier League sides Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest and Fulham are all ready to potentially spend big on Pierre Equa. Well, it's believed West Ham inserted a salon clause in the midfielder's contract. Sunderland fended off interest in Equa over the summer with Bundesliga side Stuttgart, one of the clubs reportedly interested following the player's impressive end to last season. Equa, of course, signed a four and a half year deal at Sunderland in January and is under contract at the club until 2027. Sunderland is set for disappointment in their bid to bring back former loanee Ahmad Diallo, that's according to Glasgow World. And instead, he'll be given a big opportunity at Old Trafford when fully recovered from this summer's knee injury. It's thought the timing could be perfect for the former Rangers and Sunderland loan star, as Jadon Sancho's future at Old Trafford remains under serious question after he fell out with Ten Hag earlier this season. Uh, Borussia Dortmund have been mentioned as a possible suitor for his services and whether Sancho moves on or not, Ten Hag is reportedly ready to hand Diallo an opportunity to stake a claim for a regular place in his squad in the new year. Footballer Insider have claimed the Red Devils boss is keen to take a look at the winger in action and is willing to sanction another loan deal away from Old Trafford if Diallo is unable to impress. Finally, some injury news as we head towards the weekend and Dutch defender Jensen Silt was outstanding in Sunderland's home win against Leeds United in midweek but did go off 20 minutes from time with a minor muscle problem. Interim head coach Mike Dodd said Silt would be assessed before a decision is taken over his fitness for this weekend's trip to Bristol City. Jurison Bennett suffered an ankle problem in a training ground game and missed the Black Cats wins against Millwall, West Brom and Leeds United as a result. Dodd said on Monday that Bennett was expected to be back in training ahead of this weekend's trip to Bristol City. Midfielder Jay Matete sustained a knee cartilage injury during Sunderland's pre-season game with North Carolina and has since gone under the knife. Dodd said on December the 8th that Matete has trained all week and while the West Brom and Leeds games came too soon for him, he could be available by the end of the week. Similar situation with deadline day signing from Paris Saint-Germain, Timothy Pembele, short of fitness, having played just a handful of games last season. Dodd said again on December the 8th has been back in training and could be available by this weekend. That's your headlines. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. Rye, rye, rye. <laughs> so that game last night mate um, I'm just looking yes, at a few of the yes. stats because I was trying to keep an eye on, on, on both games like I said um, Thank you. watching the Newcastle game because there was a bit of excitement in that one um, yeah. you actually had double the amount of shots and on double the amount of shots on target than Hull started the game well with a goal in the 6th minute but that defeat now leaves Middlesbrough in 13th and now you've kind of got to look at that and go you've now got to win three games and hope other people slip up for you to get back in the playoffs is is it yep. all as doom and gloom as that looks mate what, what's your take on it yeah, it was a frustrating performance for me. Um, it was something that I just wasn't expecting from a Borough team. Uh, I thought we had a very good chance to go and get something from this game. Hull uh, weren't the best, especially that first half. Liam Rosener, their boss, as I said in the headlines, admitted that it's the worst time. It's worst, you know, he's seen Hull play for 45 minutes, and Middlesbrough weren't able to, uh, you know, um, capitalize on that. We had plenty of chances in that first half. We had Latte last scoring a goal in six minutes, and we thought, well, that's it. But then we sort of just packed up shop from about 10 minutes on and then Hull dominated possession. Uh, we were able to jump on a lot of their sloppy passing. Uh, Hull played it out from their back uh, centre-backs and 
Their passes were very wayward at times, uh, and Engel and Greenwood and the like were able to cut them off. But once again, Middlesbrough are their own West enemies. Uh, we're letting in the two goals. Um, unfortunately, there's a few names. You know, Dan Balassa has probably not had the best game for me. Uh, it's only my opinion. And, and, you know, we don't want to put it on one person, but he should have done better in certain two circumstances there for clearing. Uh, we had Dale Fry not being able to defend correctly as well. Uh, and we just shot ourselves in the foot and let in two sloppy goals. I mean, how, you know, you let Liam DeLapp be alone at the back post, you know, when he's the tallest, you know, bloke on the pitch and you just can't see yeah. him is beyond me uh, in a set piece. And yeah, unfortunately, we just, you know, we just didn't have it. And for for me, it was one of those performances that was up there with the Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday this season was one of the worst times I've seen Borough play. And I think last night was up there for me in, in, in the same vein. And I don't use that lightly. Uh, we were talking after the match uh, a fair bit. We were, I was listening into the coverage by Neil Maddow, Dana Moulton, that, and uh, they were all in agreement. And it was, it was just one of those nights where you just, you don't believe that that's what's been put in front of you. So it's a run of bad, you know, run of bad games. We've played Leeds, Ipswich and Hull. Now Hull, you'd think, you know, would be, a, would want to be around our level. Uh, in terms of like where we want to be. So you want to be, you know, getting a result from them. But Ipswich and Leeds, possibly not. Obviously, Ipswich getting promoted second in the league. You know, they're no mugs. And then obviously Leeds, you know, with their uh, former relegation sort of thing. So yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just a surprising result for me and a surprising performance. We're just so desperate and for, for players like Hayden Hackney, Riley McGree, uh, even Marcus Force just to come back into this squad. You know, our defense just doesn't look certain after Lenahan's dropped out of that as well. Um, you know, it, it, we we had Clark playing and then last night it was back to Vandenberg. So Vandenberg, the poor bloke, doesn't know if he's a right back or a center back. And it's just it's just exposing, you know, it's just exposing Barra for, for a bit of a, you know, uh, unfortunately the squad depth. And, you know, we brought on Rogers and Silvera late in the show, but they didn't offer much. And, you know, Izzy Jones came back after a suspension and he looked like he'd lost his touch again. So, mm. yeah, I don't know, Daz. It just left me a little bit sort of uh, flat, I want to say. Just disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I guess it's the best way to sum it up. They were there for the taking. I think that was the thing. That Hull were awful, yeah. and particularly in that first half. Uh, they, were. they were trying they to were. play it out from the back and most of the time uh, failing at that. Uh, and we just didn't capitalise. Um, yeah, I mean, Dan Ballas has come under a bit of criticism, uh, particularly for the goal, the first goal. Um, and how do you how do you think he played last night, um, Ry? Because yeah, I mean, uh, I, know, I know it's hard to to pick out just one player. Um, yeah, you know, because I, you know there was a lot of a lot of not firing on any cylinders uh, last yeah, night for, yeah. for some of the players, um, but. You know, what do you reckon some of this criticism about Dan Barlasa? I think that for me, the, 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 the frustrating thing for Borough fans is we're kind of spoilt with the emergence of Hayden Hackney. So we kind of expect anyone to go into that same role to be of Hayden Hackney's level. And no one really is. You know, I mean, I mean that's why he's getting linked with Premier League. He's young, he's, you know, he, and his passing and his, you know, his capabilities. You expect that from, but, you know, Dan yeah. Barlasa goes in and he's not Hayden Hackney. But we, but we sit there and go, well, why aren't you playing? You know, why aren't you as good as Hayden Hackney sort of thing? And I think that's done Dan, un, uh, you know, unjust as well. I think Dan's got a great pass on him. I think he's got a great sort of ability to, to, to cut open defenders and, and, and put a good assist through. But he just panicked last night. Even like even the, the goal was definitely on him. He, did, he, he passed it to the whole player, uh, to yeah. Fowl, who scored. Um, there was the other one where, if you saw, it, when he was working it out the back, um, he was trying to do a cheeky one-two with Engel, trying to take it out of our back corner. 
Uh, and then he, he ended up passing it out. It went out instead of to Engel. Um, so he, he's had a, he's had a rough game, uh, and unfortunately, it's you know it's, it's compensated with probably back to back bad games for me now. I don't blame one person. Um, you know, I never put it on one person. I think there's you know there was there was many many boys out there that could probably put their hand up and say that wasn't their best performance. You know, and that it was just something not clicking. Um, and the I, weird I'm, thing for me from the whole night, Daz, was Carrick, was Michael Carrick coming yeah, out. Yeah, well, I was, was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his, his yeah. comments after the game. Um, yeah, it, it, that it, shook me. Yeah, it was almost like he was watching. He'd been watching a different game. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, to say that. that yeah, for him, yeah, for him to come for out. Him and to say, say it. that it was yeah, yeah, it's the best he's seen us play. You know, he thought that we, you know, if we play like that, we're going to be causing teams. You know. You know, trouble. To, to, you know, and from, from every supporter just sitting there, going like scratching their heads. Do you remember the moment when Jonathan Woodgate said, "You know, we, I think we were second last," and he goes, "The table's lying." Yeah. It's kind of like one of them moments, yeah. and it was really scary for me because it was literally, it was literally a moment where I sort of, I, you know, Carrick has been fantastic. I love Michael Carrick. I don't want to get rid of Michael Carrick. I think he's got a bright, bright future ahead. But it was one of those moments where it's like, do you really have a grasp on how we're actually playing, or have you, are you sort of just, you know, sort of in dreamland a little bit? Because from what I saw, that was a really poor performance, and the lads needed a rocket up their bum. And if they didn't get that, then, um, you know, then uh, then I struggled to think what what was he seeing. Well, this is what he had to say after the game. Uh, I thought we played some really good football tonight. We were fantastic defensively in general and gave them next to nothing, and yet we're coming away without the points. It's hugely disappointing. The boys in the performance deserved a lot more rewards than we got tonight, but that's the game. It's ruthless, and you've got to be ruthless in the box, uh, and it was another one of those that got away. I thought we were in control. We started well, very aggressive, and had control of the second half too. I thought the next goal would come, but obviously it didn't. We looked like ourselves for large parts of it, and I thought we played some very good stuff. So I've got no problems with that side of things. If we play like that more often, we will be absolutely fine. I mean, for him to... I mean, fine as well. Do you know I, what I mean, what, I, what does worried? absolutely fine mean? Do you know mean? what I mean? You know, yeah, mid-table... Yeah. And what? So stay and away from relegation. Saying, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, why is he saying we'll be absolutely fine as if we're worried about where we're at? I don't get that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, don't worry, guys. We're going to be fine. You know, we play like that. We played really poorly and we lost to a team that was there for the taking. We are really undone by injuries. We are really undone by a lack of squad depth, right? We had, you know, another debut for a youngster last night. And don't get me wrong, I love to see it, but mm. we have been really undone. Uh, really poorly last night. And, you know, the players that are on that pitch, that team sheet should have been able to do better than that against that team. We broke them down and, you know, you got Sam Greenwood and the likes of that still firing in there. Um, and, you know, Johnny House and, and, and Dan Balassa in there trying to, you know, it just, it was, it was just well off the pace. And I was, yeah, I was just bitterly disappointed. I said on Twitter after it that, it's like we sit there and it's, you know, that whole, like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Remember the Simpsons sort of, yeah. Yeah, why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's literally that. It's literally Middlesbrough going yeah. out there and going, why are you hitting yourself? Because we literally do it to ourselves. Dan Balassa's mistake causes a goal. Dan Balassa's failed to clearance causes a goal. Anthony Jick's still falling over instead of, you know, tracking back, losing his feet, lets the player down the left, and then they cross into two foul. It's just, why do we do it to ourselves sometimes? But... Yeah, look, I'm left bitterly disappointed. It's a tough game now, away to Swansea. No game in the championship's easy. And then we've got the Port Vale test as well. But 
we are desperate for some of these players to come back in, uh, in the likes of Hayden Hackney, Riley McGree, Marcus Force. You know, the list goes on. You know, obviously missing Darrell Lenahan, Tommy Smith for season-ending injuries. Um, you know, where, where, where does it, you know, where does it end for the borough? So I hope and I pray, um, that, you know, we can, we can dig deep. I hope, and honestly, that Carrick can sit down and rewatch the video and go, well, hang on a second. Maybe we weren't that good and I need to go back into training and sort some things out because it's still, it's definitely, excuse me, as I was sneezing, uh, I still think there's a lot to work on that training pitch. Like so, um, yeah, we almost did. Almost did. So, yeah, look, lads, um, disappointing for me. Leaves Middlesbrough mid-table uh, and a lot to work on. We've uh, we've opened the gap up again, like you said, Ted, to, to Sunderland, the top yeah. six. You know, it, a lot can change in the championship from week to week. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But in, in terms of what I saw last night, I, I don't want to be too critical but it's just been three poor performances now from the borough and it's starting to yeah. worry me a little bit that Carrick's not seeing that sort of thing. He's well, not seeing them as poor performances. We, we've talked about getting getting to January and, and how important that's that's going to be for Middlesbrough. And, and obviously, you know, yeah. we're sat here now. We're halfway through December. We've only got two weeks left of the year now. However... <laughs> In that two weeks, there are six games basically uh, know, before mate. you I can know. get any transfer activity done. So n- next up is is a wait Swansea on Saturday. Yeah. That is never an easy place to go because yeah. they oh, no. they can really turn it on when they want to. So tough game there. Uh, you've obviously yeah. got the quarterfinal against Port Vale where you, you are fancied, but at the same time now is Carrick kind of going to look at that and go, that's not so important. We need to address the league form. Um, so I guess that's a free hit, you know. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a training yeah. game, I suppose. Coming right. up after that, the twenty third of December, you're, you've got West Brom, who you never know which one's going to turn up with West Brom. They can no. either play play people off the park, or you know. But still, a tough game against somebody who's in the top six. Rotherham have just got a new manager. You might be expecting a bit of a bounce back from them. You then go away to Huddersfield on the 29th of December. Huddersfield's another one. They'll, they'll frustrate the life out of people. They sit so deep and then hit on the counter. Um, so really, defensively, you've got to be on your game with them. And then 1st of January, obviously, you won't have anybody new in by then. You've got Coventry City coming, and they've underperformed this season for me, uh, considering they were playoff finalists. Um, but again, like you say, mate, there's no easy games, but that's a tough run of fixtures. It like sort of you know heading into the new year, hoping that you're going to get some new recruits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And you know, look, we're just begging on our you know our physiotherapy room and our medical room and the treatment room, just like Newcastle, to stop the radar. You know what I mean? We're hoping that this treatment for some players, we can get them back and. You know, sooner rather than later, Hayden Hackney, you know, as I keep saying, is is pivotal to what Middlesbrough are about and the way we play. And you never want to put build around one, you know, one player because in football, you never know how long they're going to be at the club. But unfortunately, yeah. we've become a team that's so reliant on the build up from the likes of Hayden Hackney, the likes of Riley McGree, the likes of Lenahan and that running it out from the back line and all that sort of stuff. So we're crying out for some reinforcements. We're crying out for a spark of energy. We're crying out for a bit of a... A, a, a slap on the wrist, you know, and the boys, you know, get, get sort of re- reset and go again. And as I was saying in the headlines, we, we were a team from international breaks. We started off poorly. We had then had an international break, and we somehow came back from that and won seven in a row, and we looked amazing. Then we went to another international break, and we've come back poorly again. So it's kind of like just up, down, up, down in between international breaks. So we need another international break, but there's not one till March and now we need to dig ourselves out of it and the only way I can see that happening is by getting some reinforcements back on that pitch 
getting some players that know the championship and know that they can graft out a win and can get a couple of goals. We we don't have any goal scorers. We're getting Latte yeah. last a couple of goals, but our midfielders aren't scoring. There's no one else chipping in. Remember how when we saw Sunderland a couple of weeks ago and we were impressed with how many goals are being chipped in from left, right and centre? Middlesbrough don't have that at the moment. We don't have a midfielder that's going to chip in seven or eight goals. And seven or eight goals from a midfielder can literally be the difference between promotion or not, or you know, playoffs or not. And when you've got the midfield not firing, you've got your defence struggling, as we've all, you know, already alluded, uh, and you've got you know, strikers. Latte Lath is playing very well, but he's still adjusting to the championship. Yeah, It's just scary. It's just scary, and uh, you know, I hope I, I, I hope for a, for a different you know result comes Swansea, but um, you know, as I said, Carrick. I, I, I think, think three signings. You're kind of three signings short at the minute, and it's it's right through the middle of the team. I, th- I think mm. you've got a very yep. good goalkeeper. Uh, I think you need. Yep, I, I think you need a good commanding centre back. I think you need a commanding central midfielder, and I think you need a front man. Um, and, and, and that yep. I think will, would pretty much set you up to to push the, the club back in the direction of the playoffs. That, I, I don't know whether yeah. you agree with that, mate, but to, to me, yeah, just no, as, a, as an outsider's view, that's that's kind of what I see. Yeah, yeah no, a couple of signings for sure come January. Uh, January is always a hard time to sign anyone, though, because the place, the prices are inflated and, you know, you know, so if you need a striker, then someone yeah. can give it to you, but, you know, you, you're going to have to pay for it and you, you never know what you get in January, do you? Because there's a player that probably hasn't played as much uh, football as they would have liked sort of thing. Uh, and then you've obviously got players coming back from injury and you don't know how long it's going to take them to get back up to speed as well. So it's scary at the moment. Um, we've had three losses in a row now. I'm trying not to, you know, get too down in the dumps or too mm. worried about the situation, of course. But as I said, the, the biggest worry for me was Michael Carrick saying we played fantastic because when you, you want to, you know, th- th- we didn't. And all the fans saw that and everyone spoke about it on Twitter and social media that that was one of the poorest performances we've seen. And for our gaffer then to come out and say, no, nah, that's the best we've played, it it just mind boggles you that what's going to happen in training over the next few days. Because for me, I'd want to go in there and go with a, you know, with a rocket you know, and go, right, yeah. that's, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? But he, if he's going in today and saying, you know, and saying, right, lads, great performance last night on to Swansea. And yeah, who knows? I think a lot of Sunderland fans Speak. agreed with their character, though, didn't they? That it was a good performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the only yeah, we, yeah. lot of my uh, Borough fans friends uh, on social media were saying the only good thing about the night was the Geordies going out of Europe. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is? I'm I'm trying to stay away from any of that. Now, you know, I write for a Facebook page as well, and I, I was having a chat with some of the admins last night because they were they were posting the usual stuff. Our feed is in all that kind of thing <laughs> and I'm staying away from it because to be honest I don't want to write the team talk for Newcastle when they come to the stadium yes. I like yeah. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's just like right let's let's just get on with what we do leave them alone you know take it, it, it baffles me I mean you know I'm stone Sunderland I am absolutely red and white through and through but it always baffles me when people take the mick out of a club that's just come out of the Champions League and well like kind of you know with, with the seventh lowest peers in this in the championship it's kind of a little Make bit it. like yeah let's let's just concentrate now we're on stuff eh? you know well, that's, mm. you, can always st- point, you can always you can always point to stats such as Lewis Miley's played more games in in Europe now than than Sunderland <laughs> that's a, it's a fantastic right I'll put you back on this I was trying to be nice I was trying to be nice let's let's have your crap joke before we go to the, the, the headlines <laughs> okay lads here we go What's a goalkeeper's favourite snack? Mm. I don't know. Beans on post. 
Oh mein Oh God, that's <laughs> Why do I like this feature? Why? Oh what is wrong goodness. with me? What happened no. in my life where this became so tragically great? No. <laughs> it's sports related as well, football related. Very good, yes. Proud. The, the, obviously, there was hours of research went in, Steve. I always say it, but it's that Stephen J. Cannell thing at the end of the A team. Only people of a certain vintage will remember sitting on, furiously yeah. on his typewriter and then throwing the paper away. That's me doing my joke research. Love it. No, I was proper Saturday God, tea God. time entertainment. That I loved it, me. Anyway, so, we'll have some spot. It was, wasn't it? It was like always coming out of like they were locked into a garage and came out with like a tractor that fired cabbages. Yeah, it was, it was just it was just mentally a time. Loved it, absolutely loved it. Barmy, nobody ever died. Yeah. No, no, they didn't. Nobody <laughs> ever died or got shot in the A team. Absolutely incredible. All those bullets fired. Somebody did a stat once where they worked out how many rounds were fired in the A team for nobody to get hit. They're even worse than stormtroopers in Star Wars. But anyway, we digress. Where's the Middlesbrough's front two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Stephen, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Go on, yeah. then. let's let's have yeah, some headlines and we'll, uh, we've got a few things. We've still got loads to go through as well, and of course the the last clue for what the fact as well. So yeah, let's crash on. Let's see some sport headlines and we'll pick it up where we left off. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the It is the North East Footy Brekkie, 8.38, just about coming up to. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Audible 3 or 043 2002. And Ted, we've had a couple of guesses uh, to what the fact. Um, Let's have it. Chaz, who's a Toon supporter, uh, as his guess is Vinnie Jones. No, 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 not Vinnie, no. Uh, and Jack from Leicester um, has been back in touch and he said, is it something to do with Duncan Ferguson, Big Dunk? No. <laughs> so let's sort of that out. Um, you can uh, still have a guess. And is there one more clue to come? There is one more clue to come uh, after, after the, the next little bit that we're going to okay, talk yeah. about. Um, but yes, uh, I may as well crack on with that, I guess. Um, Steve, you made a, a good point earlier on there talking about Michael Carrick. Obviously, yeah. you know, the, the, the rumours are doing the rounds. West Ham are taking a look at them to potentially replace David Moyes. Rye, as you mentioned last night, there the, the were strange comments to come from, from Carrick in terms of his assessment of Middlesbrough's performance. Is there a chance that Carrick is actually a little bit unsettled by what's going on and, and, and the rumours taking him back to West Ham potentially? No, I don't I don't think so. I, I honestly haven't seen any sort of legitimacy around these rumours as well. I think it came from a West Ham fan forum or something where they were talking about when they were looking at Moyes last season and, and, and obviously Carrick having that fantastic moment or, or of period of time with Borough as well. So I don't think at all there's any links there at the moment. And to be honest with you, I don't think Borough's form this season has warranted anything to be sort of any interesting Carrick again as much as he would. I think he's still a great, fantastic young manager with loads of potential but he's still got to prove himself for me at the at, at our level because uh, he hasn't done that yet. Yes, he took us to playoffs last season, but we couldn't we couldn't go you know that next bit. 
And then this season, we're actually, you know, we're a mid-table team. So we've kind of gone a little bit backwards. Obviously, our recruitment and staff and all that sort of stuff has been changed. But for me, it's uh, he's still got a lot to prove at our club, uh, yet let alone, you know, looking at other links. Now, look, don't, you know, I said Wilder back in the day, he was had his head, head, head turned, sorry, by by um, Burnley at the time and stuff like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. he is a West Ham, um, you know, youngster and probably loves the air and he's probably got ambitions and Michael, you know, to, to get back towards, you know, London or something like that. I know his family still live down near Manchester uh, and that he's, you know, he stays up in Middlesbrough away from them. So I'm sure that there's some sort of, you know, moment that he'd want to go back to his closer to his family. So, but no, I don't think so at the moment. I think if you asked him, he'd scoff at you and probably laugh it, laugh you off. And um, I, don't, I don't think it's even worthy querying about it. I think it's just unnecessary sort of um you know, to, 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 to even to even think about at the moment. I think, you know, he's he's like any young manager, you know, he, he, he's got to be realistic. He's, he's had a big change of personnel. Um, but, you know, it's up to him now, you know, to, to, to during these times to show what he's really worth to get us out of these situations. And, you know, at the moment, um, you know, we, 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 I would say we're in a bit of a struggle. We've had three losses on, a, on the trot and we're now mid-table with six, ga- six points between us and the playoffs. Uh, and after last season's performances, you'd say that the playoffs was the goal for this season from Steve Gibson and co. So I don't think his head's been turned. I don't think he's interested in that at the moment. I think he's still very 1,000% committed to the borough. I think if you are asked him in a press conference, and as I'm sure Craig Johns and all that probably might do, uh, he's probably going to laugh at them or ignore them sort of thing in a classic Carrick way. So don't think it's I don't think so at the moment. Um, but stranger things have happened, like Mogger getting sacked last week when you know you guys were in sixth. So... Uh, you know, I, I I I don't personally think so. No, and especially while Moyes is still there as well. Yeah, I agree with That's that, right? I think uh, you know this isn't like the Wilder situation where Wilder there was lots of links uh, to the to the Burnley job, which which clearly did affect him and the rest of the players. Um, I think this is this has been a throwaway comment. Um, you know, there might be other teams. There might be someone at Man United who's keeping an eye on him. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean to say that uh, um, he's got a job or or, or detracts from what he's trying to do at the moment. You know, he's clearly. You look at our season this season. You know, he, he's he's got a job on his hands here. Um, yeah, not wrong. And uh, you know, I I don't think any of this will will sway him from that focus. Um, you know, he's he's got a tough job to do. You know, we're we're still nine first team players out. Um, you know, with injuries and suspensions. You know, we're 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 still struggling. We've still got things to do, and and I'm, you know, I, I don't think anything will distract him from that. Mm. Yeah, I, I've got to say, it's just a it's just sometimes gets into the players' minds though when the, you know yeah. players read media speculation, mm-hmm. and it can it can unsettle it can unsettle players. There's no doubt about it. But it's a it's a moot point you make about Mowbray. We never saw that coming on here, and um, you just you just never know what's going through uh, you know directors and 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 owners' minds. And I mean the same can same can be applied to Eddie Howe. Um, you know nobody would have expected you know all those years ago for Mark Hughes to get the bullet from Man City. Yeah, exactly. Um, Man City. Yeah, look where he is now. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it happened. It, it happened, and you know, f- football's a funny old game. Somebody said. Indeed, it, it, it is. Certainly is. Indeed, it is. You never know what can happen. You never know what can happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah he's got Carrick, a right. he's Carrick, got a Carrick needs to pick me up this weekend, and so does Eddie he Howe. Does. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we both need uh, good performances this weekend, both Newcastle and Middlesbrough, for sure. And um, you know, this is what proves you as a manager, isn't it? You know, when you've 
You've probably been bitterly disappointed that you've gone out of Europe. You're probably, you know, we're bitterly disappointed that we've probably lost touch with the playoffs. This is when a manager steps up and needs to get a young group that we've got up and ready for the fight. And and, and this is what, yeah. proved, you know, shows if you're a good manager or not. This is when you got, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say how good Carrick is when we're winning. It's easy to say how good, you know, these players are when we're winning. But it's, it's, it's harder to, to, to watch how good someone is when you, the team is down. Uh, and that's what I look for now is the team is down. We've got a couple of losses. We've got Carrick, you know, still trying to find. So now that this is what shows me what type of manager he is, what type of tactician he is, what type of player manager he is, uh, and gets these boys up to turn this stuff around. And tell you what would be good as well for, for, for Middlesbrough, because, I mean, Sunderland have had to suffer it. Newcastle have had to suffer it. But there is somebody out there who could do a great job at Middlesbrough. How's the yes, bacon, did I you agree. say? <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Um, I've got a job for Stay you, mate. Stay away. Uh, Ted, the, Ted, Ted the Mackham's off next week. We'll get you on the show, mate. <laughs> oh, dear, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> unless you, unless you know something, I don't. <laughs> I'd rather have the lasses from Songs of Praise on. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, oh thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Oh, star. bless her. <laughs> bigger, bigger star than I'll ever be. I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> I know. I said last night. Uh, just. Just, just to tie up the, the Carrick thing, I know I, I jokingly said in, the, in the, the WhatsApp group that we don't talk about last night that, you know, Carrick is now starting to be a little bit streaky. But there is an issue with consistency there. Now, is, is this down uh, the, the injuries solely or is it, is it something that Carrick needs to be doing to actually get more consistent performances out of the team, right? It's hard to be consistent when you don't have a consistent team. Do you know what I mean? That's my, that's my sort of argument is that I don't know how you can ask a team to be consistent when the the team sheet's not consistent in itself. You know, so it's hard for someone to build up, like poor Vandenberg, for, for, for example. It's hard for him to be a consistently good defender when one week he play, one game he plays right back, the next game he goes back to centre back, the next game he goes back to right back, and then the next game he's back to centre back. It's hard for Clarkie to come back from injury and build consistency when he plays against Ipswich and then gets dropped for Dale Fry. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. It's 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 hard. You know, to, to to build any consistency when you haven't got the consistency in the team. So yes, injuries have made a massive, massive toll, and we do not have the squad depth uh, to to cover it. We signed ten players in the off season, and uh, we thought you know that that was a big changeover, but it turns out it wasn't enough. We're in a we're in a funny enough a bit of a rebuild, and we didn't realize it. Uh, and this rebuild is going to take some time to 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 get. And Carrick is the. You know, is now the man to, to show that he, you know, he's the one that will lead this young group out of it. So, fingers crossed, we get some boys back from injuries uh, and we can find that consistency again very, very shortly. Because Middlesbrough, you know, we deserve to be to be to be right up there. Um, you know, with the way the clubs run and the way Steve Gibson and the money he puts in and everything like that. So, you know, Middlesbrough fans will, will always expect the best from our club and from you know our manager and our players, sort of thing. So. I hope you know we'll be able to turn it around in in, in the short term, and it's a it's a still you know it's still a long long way to go. It's only, it's not even Christmas yet, so um, you know. Well, I'm sure you know we'll we'll see the makings of a good manager by the end of December. Come the end of December, I want to look back and go, wow, this is you know this is what's happened, and this is what you know where we're at. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, time to move on, and it is the, it's going to be your last clue for what the fact. 
have we got the music for the final time today? We have, it's there. It's beautiful. It's more grand than a rap. Down with the trumpets is better. Oh, yes. I spent more money on this track than Barakan spent on their players. Anyway, so, your first fact uh, your first clue in for oh, nearly gave it away. Oh, I nearly no. gave it away. Oh, oh he's no. nervous. He's nervous. He's, he's only three to ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Your first clue was the fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. The second clue was the only time this has happened in professional football. Apologies for the singing. The third fact was, it happened under the watchful eye of St. Paul. Your last clue is, there's an in between them. There's an in between them. I'm sorry, what just happened? (laughs) There's an in. Can you do that again? There's an in between them. Ted needs his inhaler. <laughs> I've literally got it in my pocket. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm actually asthmatic. There's there you go. In between them. There's okay. an in between them. What the heck? What the fuck do you mean? Oh! <laughs> How would you Google hub, by the way? I'm trying to work that out. So Exactly. Uh, that well, I've had, to make the, I've had to make the clues on Googleable makers. You've, you've broke the show. That's why. That's why I'm having to do silly sounds and give myself an you know, aspirin. I'm going to my grave knowing I got that. Man, I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm wearing glasses now. I'm intelligent. Yeah, we know you got it, mate. But anybody can type in the clues. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 your fourth and final clue. How long have we got? About around about five or six minutes to get your, your yeah. answers in by the uh, by WhatsApp Mom. and Dara's that number is. Or double three or or four three two thousand two. That's our WhatsApp number. Uh, if you think you've solved Ted's what the fact this morning, there we go. We got what, one last thing just to discuss before before we steamroller into me taking a four two lead in in what the fact. Um, <laughs> going back to actually going back to talk about West Ham. Funnily enough. So David Boyes obviously is, is uh, absolutely over the moon with Jared Bowen, um, who's actually their top scorer this season. He's a he's a winger. Yeah, he's got ten goals now. in the Premier League. Yeah. Do you think we're seeing the end of the traditional striker lads? Because we play better without one now. I think that's that's pretty much you. We play better with this false nine. Chelsea famously won the league with without a striker. Uh, and Le- England look like they can't replace Harry Kane as well. Are, are we seeing the end of the centre forward? Do you think, Steve? Yeah, I think so. I think Man City started this, didn't they, by winning the league without yeah. one? I think. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I genuinely think that you know, uh, yeah, we grew up. We grew up in the days of four four two, didn't we? I mean, that's long, yeah. long yep. gone. Um, I think formations have changed, and I think that. Newcastle have proved it in 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 some games where they've they've, they've played without a recognised striker as well. But it's um, yeah, get the games changed massively. So I, I think I think it's 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 a a short concise answer to this question. But I I think I think it's a case that lots of teams are looking at that and it'll change again. It, it, it will change again. Maybe the four four two formation will come back at some point. It just takes one manager to have a little bit of foresight or a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, you know, I don't know, 
courage to, to, to take the gamble and, and try and, you know, try and change something and make something different. But at the moment, I think we are moving away from it. And I think some of it comes down to the fact that centre forwards are so expensive. Um, you know they're, they're, they're very expensive to, to buy we know especially in the January window it's almost impossible to buy a, a what, you, what we tend to call a 20 goal striker and in the summer they go for anyone who's you know anyone who's capable of doing that goes for anything between you know 80, 80 million and 100 million pound now so because they're out of you know out of a lot of clubs financial reach then clubs tend to look for other options and you know, look for maybe a midfielder who can score goals, um, which is a cheaper option. And it's you know, what Newcastle, we're doing at the minute. Well, that's it. Newcastle pulled in Anthony Gordon, didn't they? In the um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the transfer window, and you know, spent forty odd million pounds for him. But you know, uh, the, the, the then get Eddie Howe to you know coach him and 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 improve him to to the to the level where he can score goals. And if you can get three midfielders pitching in ten goals apiece. Um, that's as good as having a front man who can score twenty. So it it's you know it comes down to that. I think I think that's the reason you find that you know clubs now are are looking for other ways and other means and other methods. Um, you'll still have a traditional forward or two within your within your playing squad, but but ultimately, uh, yeah, it's it's such a difficult position to fill. So you know, getting midfielders that can score goals um, as well is 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 the reason I think we're seeing things change. Right, do you think we'll ever yeah, go back to the yeah, days of like as, as Steve said there about about four four two? I mean, it was yeah, always a favourite formation for me. I loved it, and I, I still think it's got its yeah. place. But do you think we'll ever get yeah. the days back? Nah, I think it's gone. I think football's moving in this new era of playing it out from the back, and I think it's you know I don't know a Guardiola thing or something like that. But every team seems to be doing it. It seems to be that you know that what is it the four two three one that seems to be the most popular formation now and it's yeah. leaving one striker up alone and you know unless the only one that's kind of doing it maybe is Erling Haaland now you know where but I think yeah gone are the days that you're going to see someone breaking 40 goals a season it's just not going to happen it's just and I think it, it, it's not so much again on the the strikers somewhat it's it's that the, the, yeah, the other positions have gotten stronger you see the likes of Jack Clark and that now back in the day you know, Jack Clark, you know, when we grew up playing football, Jack Clark was meant, was told to cross the ball in and that's all he had to do because, you know, and that's all, that was your game plan, wasn't it? It was to get the ball in the box, not yep. run it into the box and take on three defenders and then put it in the top corner, as they're doing now with these midfielders. So, you know, you got players like Jack Clark, you got players like Izzy Jones, you know, and Anthony Gordon, all wingers that instead of crossing to the box, now take their man on, run it into the box and then have a shot. Uh, now, if you had yeah. done that under, you know, I don't know, you know, baby Big Sam back in the day, you know, <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson, obviously he had Ronaldo and all that. There's no way you would have done it. You know what I mean? There wouldn't have been the blood of the, the club. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not when you got Peter Crouch or Jermaine Defoe and all that up front, sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's completely and utterly gone. And I think the the the, the new style is getting goals from your midfield, having a, yeah. a striker that can supplement there as well. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's it's the future of football, which is. Which is kind of sad because your traditional number nine is the you know the, the normally you know the, will you see another Alan Shearer will you see another you know, um, you know Terry Henry Kevin and all Phillips. that sort of stuff yeah I, I don't, yeah, yeah I don't think you will I just don't think you will. Well, speaking That's of Alan Shearer, um, sorry no. uh, Ted. Speaking of Alan Shearer, uh, we've had a guess of Alan Shearer for what the fact. I can't remember Alan Shearer ever being a poor actor, but there you go. It's it's not Alan. He did a McDonald's. He did a McDonald's advert. Did he? he did, did he really? He did. Yeah. Yep. I remember it. Oh, I'm loving it. 
<laughs> I saw it on you. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Oh, oh, I, oh I'm going to get grief for that, but Steve gets his joke out there. Does he? All right, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of what the fact, should I reveal the answer, boys? Because it doesn't look like anyone's going to come close to this one. It's not Gordon Ramsay. What a great one that would have been. What a great one that would have been. Uh, Anyway, anyway, so your clues were the fact includes a great footballer, awful actor. The only time this has happened in professional football, it happened under the watchful eye of St. Paul. And the last one was there's an in between them. So... Are you ready for you? For you? I'm, I'm over the moon, me. I'm 4-2 up. It's great. Oh, um, oh hang on. No, hang, there we go. There's, there's no. the music ghosting yeah. in. Um, fantastic. No, go on, go on. Oh? Go on, Ted. Go on. Did you have a guess? Did you have a guess? No, no, go on. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so, 15 months after seemingly hanging up his boots, a 43-year-old Rivaldo announced his return to the game in June 2015, and a month later etched his name in football folklore once more by scoring in the same match as his 20-year-old son, Rivaldinho, in a 3-1 win against McKay. So... The, the fact included a great footballer, undoubtedly Rivaldo was a great footballer, but he was an awful actor, if you remember in 2002, when he uh, when he hit the deck, <coughs> excuse me, rolled around, faking a head injury, and uh, trying to get players sent off. So that was the acting reference there, it was nothing to do with being a film actor, it was a red herring gentleman. The only time this has happened in professional football, it is true, the, at no other stage has father and son scored in the same game in professional football. That's a, a startling wow. statistic, that one. Uh, it happened under the watchful eye of St. Paul. Obviously, if we are uh, translating St. Paul into Portuguese, which is what the Brazilians speak, it's Sao Paulo, which is where that game took place. And there's an in between them. Of course there is, because Rivaldo and Rivaldinho is separated by I, N and H. In. Uh, <laughs> you don't seem impressed. God. I am. <laughs> the clues were all there, boys. Hey. It was there in the front of us, there. wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was. Oh, jeez. The, the clues were there, lads. I can't help if you're not good detectives. When you haven't got Google to rely on, you go to bits. You know, it's, it's, it's Phillips without Quinn. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. He takes a 4 2 lead. He's steamrolling towards Christmas. There's going to be no way I'm going to be doing any kind of forfeit, boys and girls. Don't you well done, that man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, that's it from us, guys. Uh, another fabulous morning on the Northeast Footy Brecky. Um, I'm up next uh, with our fantastic guest, Paul Carrick. Uh, the, and? The voice of a golden generation. Um, and what else have you got on? I've got the quiz that's sweeping the nation. And, yes. and what else is it? Uh, what, what else have you got going on during the show? Um. Uh. The the usual nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. That's it. There we go. There we go. Nonsense. Oh, come on. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, the usual nonsense. Thank you for that, Ted. Uh, <laughs> you thought you'd had some special guest you forgot about. I did. I really did. Uh, <laughs> um, the northeast forty brecky will be back. Uh, a repeat this afternoon between four and six across the network. And you, if you Good wait, afternoon. yeah, if you wait an hour or two, it'll also be available as a podcast uh, on most well-known podcast providers. You just search for the, uh, go to Spotify, search for the Count the Tune and the Red, 
and the North East Footy Brekkie will be there for you to listen in your own pleasure. Uh, listen, guys, Hello, thank you buddies. very much. Thank you, uh, thank you, boys, uh, for getting us through that uh, that difficult really morning. Have a fantastic show. I appreciate <laughs> it. Have a fantastic rest of your day. May your lattes See be guys. hot and your yeah. Europe's be not. <laughs> and Radio Dad <laughs> will be back for Friday morning uh, for another instalment of the Northeast East Forty Brecky tomorrow morning from seven. Have a good day, guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.